Dale, 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 aquí con Yonel y, y Claudia. Y estamos up? al aire y estamos de regreso, ¿no? Después de tanto tiempo, like after so long. Um, this is going to be a very special podcast. It's actually going to be our first um, Spanish podcast, pretty much. Uh, we've been trying to do this for a while. We have a very special guest. Uh, directly from Jersey, we got Giraldo Luis Alvarez. Like There the you go. Giraldo Luis Alvarez, que come viste. <laughs> Con manteca, con papita frita. Ay, qué rico. What's going on, buddy? Like, how's everything? How's, um, how's Jersey? How's um, Jersey? Jersey no sabe la última hora. This, this weather in Jersey is crazy. It's 80 degrees one day, 60 the next, 40 at night. No, con razón la gente se está enfermando. Um, no, eso. Uh, man, Miami, we go from 80 to 90. That we don't uh, have Yeah, yeah, there's no. No, aquí es calor y más calor. Like, exactly. <laughs> No, so, um, that's how it is with the weather, pero, pero there's nothing wrong with the climate, right? No, no. Right? No, uh, nothing. Nah, there's nothing wrong with no the climate. climate change. That's, uh, no, that's a myth. Eso, uh, lo, locura. <laughs> pero eso es otro topic. That's, that's, that's another topic, topic yeah, of discussion. So, uh, oh my gosh, you could, to talk about climate you could do a 10-part series. Oh, yeah. No, especially here in Miami. Like, I see yeah. a lot of people, like, buying a lot of real estate. And I don't know, we may be on the water in the next 30 years. Eso es lo que estaba yo oyendo. My, um... This uh, this podcast, Darwin, this guy Darwin, he's, I heard him on Better Let Me Tell You, gotta give him a plug. Uh, fresh or Fresh is this podcast. Y tenía un guest que estaba hablando de eso, que Miami in 30 years, it's gonna be in our lifetime that we're yeah. gonna see oh, yeah, problems with flooding. And, and and I believe it, and I'm not a bit, like, I don't like to talk stuff that I don't do, like, long research on. Like, I do research on so many things that I kind of lives on to the side and I'm I'm the first one made I'm not an expert on climate change I'm not an expert on erosion or anything that have to do with water for that matter uh, but we see it like every time it rains in here that like, you can't go to downtown <laughs> so many buildings they're building like, the, like the sewage is messed up and but hey. pasando en muchos lugares también. Oh, yeah. I think in a lot of places it's happening yeah, um, and uh, and for anybody listen if you catch it really quick I do the translation after I say it in Spanish <laughs> so for my people that are struggling that are Americanos uh, gringos hey listen um, Rosetta Estón Okay, we, we bring it to you, we give, we hook you up, so you learn Spanish as you listen to this episode. Y lo otro es que estamos en Miami, you know, Miami official language right now is Spanish. <laughs> Spanish, Spanish. So we, Spanglish, and second official is Spanglish. Exactly, there you go. Um, no, no, honestly, like, um, it's really good for those who don't speak Spanish, When they, uh, I like to see that, you know, I love seeing uh, Americans that uh, just decide to learn Spanish. They don't have to, but they decide to, and to be able to interact with the culture, because... Miami culture is, is, is his own thing. Una cazuela. Exactly. Like, let's know? talk about that. It's a big pot. It's... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dale, dale, dale. No, no. I'm going to say that dale, Hispanics are 20% of the population in the United States. So I feel like a lot of American people are realizing that it's not just a matter of being an immigrant or not. It's just like the country, it's some way moving into that direction oh, where see, everyone yeah. has to learn the language. I agree. Um, some people who are American will believe that they don't have to, yeah. but it's, hey, it's, it's just, we encourage you. Let's talk money, because that's more than 62 million on the census, right? Exactly. Y yo también hablo de lo, you know, you talk a little bit about the eight to 10. I, I honestly think there was like eight to 10 million more. I just think that number was there of people that were afraid oh, to yeah. report. So that number probably is 70 million. And it's not just that, it's the money, el dinero que los latinos invierten en este país. So nosotros somos parte del sueño americano, más que 
todos los otros grupos que representan este país bonito que vivimos. And, yeah. you know, translation, we are part of the American dream just as much as every other culture that's come here. And you got to recognize that purchasing power. Y eso es lo que la gente, I think, when you start talking that is like when the ears perk up for some people. Because they go, wait a second, you're, and it's right, every product, you see any product that's out there has a Latino influence. Exactly. It's oh, amazing. And if you're trying to sell a product and you're not trying to catch the demographic, like you're going to be losing a lot of money. <laughs> like I'm just totally. saying. There's the, that's it. So it's um, la, la cosa que los otros, you know, we, we have to start getting better at getting to be at the table. You know, eh, porque muchas veces, like, we don't have representatives at the table. We don't. So uh, and another thing is, like, yeah. um, I, I feel like we keep it too much in-house. Um, I yeah. like to say, it, especially Cubans, the Cuban community, like, we really keep it in-house. Because exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 we all support Cuban business without even thinking about it. Like, I was thinking about the other day, my barber is Cuban, my mechanic is Cuban. Uh, the bakery that I go to is owned by Cubans. The supermarket that I go by is owned by, uh, that I go by is owned by Cubans. So I'm not like thinking. I'm just trying to support Cubans. But we live in this community, and it just happened organically. And it lo hace. And I ask you both this question: When you go travel somewhere else, don't you find yourself going, "I wonder if they have a little Cuban place here." Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I wonder if they have a Latino place, right? Like, exactly. so okay. we gravitate to that. Like, it's not it's not a bad thing, but. I, I hear you, though, because I think it's expanding more when you do, like, yes, try the Cuban place there, but then try the Peruvian, try the American, try the Asian fusion, try something, you know, soul um, food. I mean, all that stuff is important. We we are about no stretch of the imagination, perfect. When I, when I mean we, I mean Cubans, the Cuban community in general. But is this something that we do good is that, that we support each other even though we don't meet it we hate to admit that we support each other like, you know oh we love God. to argue with oh each other but like at the end of the day we do like if you ask any cuban especially here in miami yeah 90 of the income is gonna go to cuba own business of course like, you know apoyo it's important i mean and it's that support it's a huge influence and that's mm -hmm. why like you know the cuban diaspora is is as big as it is because of that you know um mm -hmm. with all the rights and run is um i feel we built something um that became ingrained in Miami culture, Miami's own culture now. Mm -hmm. At one moment in time, it was just Cuban culture in here, but it expanded to something else to a point that, like, a Miami Cuban has its own little cultural influences that come from Cuba, but it's, it's still different mm -hmm. than somebody that grew up in Cuba, you know? Now we're gonna dedicate another podcast to talk about that, like, different yeah, influences of people who have come from Cuba in, 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 in different years, because it's definitely not the same growing up in a household where your parents are Cubans or your grandparents are Cubans you're gonna keep that Cuban thing close to your heart but still you don't talk you don't feel you don't you know relate to people the same way that someone who came 20 years ago or two years ago like it's, it's very different uh, generation, every generation yeah. I feel is different and I feel like there's that also the you leave something behind, like the situation in Cuba is, it's, it's just tough. It's, it's a very difficult conversation for a lot of Cubans, you know, and especially when you get older Cubans, like they, their experiences, I mean, mi mamá obede, ya no quiere saber nada. Because oh, it's sufrió tanto. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of, people, yeah, trauma. Generational that. trauma. Yeah. And it's ingrained. It's ingrained. Correct. It's like, it's one of those things that, And, and to me, I feel growing up Cuban in Jersey, you know, it's 
I always was wondered, you know, like that. I have had questions. But the older I got, and the more I got closer to the culture, the more I loved the Cuban culture, the more I had questions, and the more I didn't get the answers, the more I would search more. And I feel que eso es algo que a lot of, we have a lot that happened, but then there's, there's a newer generation coming that embraces that even more. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But also we have to recognize what's happening over there too. We have to educate ourselves. Like me, I'm not as connected down there, but I have people around me, like the both of you, that I love having those conversations because it educates me. You know, like, Jonan, you said it, like, I might not know anything a lot about this topic, but I can speak on it to a certain extent, right? right. And that's important. I mean, I think it's important to educate yourself, to learn, porque, de verdad, if you're, you know, to me, it's in my blood. Correct. And I have a connection. Yes, I was born here. And I was a product of El Sueño Americano from both of my parents. You know, and they came in the 70s. And it was like, but what they experienced is totally different. They gave me a chance here. So that's something I think that all the families, Eso Hago en Común, not just Cuban. I think everyone that comes to this country, they want a better life. And that freedom to be able to, to have success, to have a job, yeah. an education, and, uh, you know, so. And the key word there is freedom. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like Cubans, we excellent under no management. <laughs> when <laughs> nobody's telling us what to do is when we strive. Um, if you put a Cuban in the middle of the desert, chances are that it's going to come up with it's a business. It's a sale. Like we did the grind. To, to, yeah. to people. Like whatever it is, yeah. they're going to, yeah. because um, yeah, we thrive under, under um, no management. We thrive with freedom pretty much. And there's something I want to touch upon with you. Like um, you mentioned, you're from Jersey. You grew up in Jersey. And at one point in time, Jersey was actually the Mecca for Cubans. It wasn't even Miami, right? Uh -huh. Especially around those times. Oh, I remember. In the 70s, right? See. Um, can you tell us about, about um, your early experiences with the original? That's actually the original Cuban diaspora. OG. That was, uh, yeah, the OG Cubans. The uh, Elizabeth, Jersey City, you know, Bergen Line, West, West New York. You know, I mean, there was that was the home of where you went to get anything Cuban. Like, I remember getting in the car with my parents and, vamos a ir a Union City. Y vamos a ir a Line. Vamos a tener que comprar comida para esto. Eh? A ir a, a tal esto. A Pan America. This was like a spot that, I mean, it's no longer there, but the best Cuban sandwich is on the face of this earth. You know? Now it's Sandwich de Miami. Shout out to Sandwich. Uh, <laughs> in the 305. Pero, it's, uh, it's one of those things, like, yeah, you've seen, there was, There was a Cuban involved in every aspect of business you could think of. Like you mentioned before, my barber's Cuban, my mechanic's Cuban. That's how it was in Jersey. Maito, I remember Pertambue, el cubano, he had the mechanic shop. You went down the road, Guido Video. You know, he had a video store with the cassettes, you know, back then. So if anybody listening is VHS, you can Google it, <laughs> right? Uh, but, but that was it. Like the, the grocery store, La Bodega. Cuban, I mean, it was that. And yes, we had other cultures, but you're right. But then everybody got older, right? And they started retiring. West Palm Beach, Naples. And those were the places to go. And everybody returned. Miami too, Hialeah. You know, a lot of folks went to Hialeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, Shout out to Hialeah. Así fue creció Miami, you know, when, those, when the, the OGs started coming over because they were retiring. Mm -hmm. It was cold over there. They liked the summer. Mm -hmm. And then they came over here, and then they came the '80s, and we know Miami in the '80s was uh, oh like gosh. a movie, um, <laughs> right. you know, and 
you know, it depends how you look at it. it we know be. what Miami was built on. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's a whole episode you. Of the episode. You can find a, a documentary about that. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. What Billy, can't you Billy find? Billy Corbell. Right? That's uh, I think that's the name of the hey, Corbin. Corbin. Right? No, Billy Corbell. I think his name is the. Um, he's a Miami uh, filmmaker. Yeah. Let me. Billy Corbin. I'm not butchering the name. Okay. Think so, it, uh, let's look it up. Yeah. I, 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 I think because I wanna I wanna give him a huge shout out. No, Billy Corbin. Yo creo que Billy Corbin, but du double check. Let's do yeah. the let's do a spot check on that. Because um, um, I wanna give him a huge shout out because um, he speak of all Miami things. And I, I love the guy, to be honest. I don't agree with him on everything, obviously. No, but you know but, what? Um, that's the beauty of where we comes, live. Exactly. exactly. When that's it comes... That's it. La democracia. La libertad. Patria, vida y libertad. Yeah, Billy Colburn. That's his name. Billy Colburn. Yeah. yeah. He did the Miami Cowboys um, documentary. Miami Cowboys. And uh, mm -hmm. that's, um, that's like one of my favorite documentaries of all times. So, touching on that, there was something we were talking about earlier. Like you, yeah, you want. Yeah, there was something I that was came up to, recently. Un escándalo. It was a scandal actually, that came up. I actually up. heard that from him first. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. One thing I see when I see any of these, um, you know, um, controversial things, I like to check the comment sections and I like to see what people are saying. Perspective. Yeah, exactly. I like to see perspective. And well, let's talk about what it was first. Mm -hmm. There is a very popular Cuban comedian here in Miami. Uh, with the Cuban community, he's very famous, uh, Carlucho, and he was doing pretty much an ad for um, for a very Cuban-owned um, business that is called Ñoque Barato, right? Mm -hmm. And pretty much, uh, long story short, um, we're going to put up a video of the actual thing, um, a little, just so people can see. He was doing a black face, char black face character for a, for a commercial spot about Santeria and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, rightly so, were really offended by it. And I just want to hear what you think about it first, because you grew up here. You haven't seen the stuff that we've seen in Cuba when it comes yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanna, I wanna see you what you think about it first. Well, first, I mean, you, you hear the stories. I mean, I didn't grow up here, pero la historia de los padres, right? Like right. lo que ellos te, te cuentan y lo que pasa en Cuba, aquí esto y lo otro, and um, and then you read about it, and then you learn more because through friends. Um, I think it was, it was horrible. I mean, quite frankly, yo vi eso, eso fue, porque estamos en 2022. But when you start, like, I don't, I feel like, yes, people should know better, but then I feel like they use that excuse, una excusa, like, oh, I didn't know that people would get offended. I was just, you know, expressing my freedom of speech, and I get all that, but it's still 2022, and it's tough because you hear cancel culture. You hear... Like, when does it get to a point where you can't say anything, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. And, and I remember growing up, you know, certain words with friends, like I was talking to my friend about, you know, we talk, we talk about blackface, like that's horrible, it's disgraceful, you know. But to me, I remember growing up with my friends saying jokes to each other. You know, I have friends who are black, Asian, Jewish, Latino. You name it, and we would say certain things that now, olvídate, like you couldn't even say. And I think it's along the lines of, it's every generation we get better at things, but at the same time we we don't progress. We was you know we we fall back. We just regress. I guess if, if the that's the best word to use, like we just go backwards. 
And something like that is a shame that that happened because not to mention that you're now you're with Santeria, right? Like it's a religion. It's a very respected religion. I know down here, forget it. Like, eso es, you Yeah, know. Miami official religion right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it is, you know? But let me ask is, I'm not aware of what it was, like what, what happened, what is... Okay, what, you, what um, because that's why I wanted Claudia on it too, because mm -hmm. Claudia, mm -hmm. she came, because I'm right in the middle between you and her. Mm -hmm. She came a lot older. I came younger, but I came from Cuba too, and I've been connected to the Cuban community. You know what blackface is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Carlucho, he has like a character that is like a Santeria lady, and he uses black, black, like full blackface, like yeah. Tonero, yeah. And he dresses a woman, and he does like the, um, the stereotypical Cuban, black Cuban accent, pretty much. Okay. You know, yeah. which is not accurate, but like it's no, a, it was far it, from the it was, um, yeah intentional. It was exactly. very intentional. And intentional. He also does it with a Afro-Cuban actor, the, the little one, okay. see, it, uh, yeah. Jose, Jose. Mm -hmm. who is like <laughs> super famous in Cuba. Like yeah. we grew up with that guy. But um, but I'm not trying to be the devil's advocate. Um, I want to leave that out there. I'm not in favor of blackface because I grew up here, so I know what it meant to the African American community, to other black communities yeah. that are in the U.S. How offended they are, and you. But um, it's all about perspective, I think. And mm -hmm. you gotta look at the history behind it. Like if you look at the history behind blackface for Americans, it's really mm -hmm. dark. It was uh, to make fun very, of um, yeah, very dark of Afro-Americans who made fun of black people, of slaves, of all this type of stuff. If you look at the history of blackface in Cuba, mm -hmm. very similar, but um, it actually, this is guy Tres Patines. I don't know if you guys heard about. Yeah, him. Tres Patines. Yeah, he's like probably one of the most famous radio personalities uh, out there when he came. Uh, La tremenda corte. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's um, yeah, so he had like this black character that um, that he would do full black face on. And mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know this, and it became like a very popular character on on La Tremenda Corte on the other shows mm -hmm. that he did. And a lot of Cubans after that. And we're talking about like this is in the 1940s, you know, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it wasn't yesterday. And a lot of Cubans started taking out uh, different characters with blackface as well, because mm -hmm. it was more like a like a way to make fun not of black people, but uh, to make fun of the of the of the times that they were living in in Cuba. And exactly. many times it wasn't embedded in racism; it was actually embedded on criticism yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. of of the stuff that was going on around Cuba. And these black these white characters using blackface would interact with actually black Cubans, and there was like this back and forth between mm -hmm. them and it was you know it was fun over it was funny uh in the context of the time right mm -hmm. and and a lot of cubans actually don't know that blackface is wrong yeah uh, still to this oh, day yeah. oh yeah know. oh yeah oh yeah yeah they see even black cubans they will see it, they will laugh at it news flash everybody it's 2022 yeah, exactly. and there's and people I'm, and it's not just cubans i think it's culturally latino culture when you look at the you know the afro latino side of all the cultures mm -hmm. right there's this this stigma like oh yeah well you know we've been doing it for it's not wrong it's like no it's like it, it is wrong and then you come to this country it's a whole nother correct element and layer because of the atrocities and the things that happen so it, um, it's it's a tough conversation it, it, yeah is, and we're having said it something um wrong like was he offensive i mean it's not it's That's what I'm trying to get to. He didn't say anything. He was doing a, a commercial for a Santeria shop. Okay. That's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. what he was doing, I think. 
Uh, no, for Nyo Que Barato, but he was selling, because Nyo Que Barato sold like the white clothes. The white like clothing and everything. And so he was doing like a, like, a, like a commercial for that. And what happened, like, this is the thing. He was doing that with the intention of getting Cuban buyers, like I mentioned. Right. Like a lot of it's, it's Cubans an are ignorant yes, right. yeah, yeah. about the meaning of blackface and where it comes from. Even black Cubans, because I'm very, before I touch topics like this, I like to get to the source. Mm -hmm. So I have so many black Cuban friends. So mm -hmm. I ask them, like, yo, what do you think about this? And there's like consensus, like Cubans that grew up here, they were like, this shit is awful. This of course. Is, is ugly, disgusting. Of course. Black Cubans that grew up in Cuba, it's like, it's like, what's wrong with it? Like, you know, it's, it's a character, it's normal to them, right? So, but when I'm gonna come to that, it's like, right now in Cuba, even though in Miami, like, it's mostly Cubans, we have to understand that we're sharing this community with other people too. Yeah. So before you do something like that, you have to learn around the people around you, because you don't know who you can offend, you don't know who, and That's I'm not, true. And I don't want people to walk on eggshells, like thinking who's gonna get offended, who's not, because that I'm against that as well. Yeah. But there's certain things that that hit hit a nerve in in different cultures and different communities. So you have to be, I think, aware of that. But I also wanna take the chance to be able to educate instead of attack. Yeah. Because yeah. I see when I read when I'm, I'm coming back to when I read the comment sections. Oh, normal Cuban behavior. Cubans are racist, and Cubans are yeah, this, yeah, and Cubans yeah, yeah. are that. And honestly, we're not. Like, some Cubans are racist. Like, yeah. some. Not everybody's the same. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you I think. Yeah. It's like yeah. cancel culture. Like, I talked about exactly. cancel culture. Immediately, people jumped the gun. And, and, and look, let's, let's really make it clear. We don't condone that. Like, that's crazy. But a la misma vez, like, I, I feel like some folks, they're stuck in time. They're stuck in a train of thought that they're, this is fine. Like, I don't see. And then let's add the other layer to it like the way that sometimes people make a living now this is not here let's go back to cuba or other latin american countries you know europe whatever people would get paid to do these things like and you start questioning like okay like wow like so that's a whole nother layer of it right because people are making a living off of it and they still do it they don't think that's wrong and then you ask them, like, yeah, what well, I'm, I'm making a living off of it. And that was back then. I mean, think about in the U.S. when that was going on. You, you almost think, like, man, these actors, like, you know, and, and, then, the, and then the people, the, the black actors that would be in the same thing, you're like, wait a second, what's wrong with this picture? But sometimes it's like, you know, it's complicated. It's if complicated. You, if you allow me yeah. to say something, see, 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 now I mean. that we're talking about blackface and things, and we're talking about educate people yeah. on what it means to black people or the white Cuban community to say it in yeah, some yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just Google it, right? So, it's funny because Wikipedia tells you the first thing comes out mm. is blackface is a form of theatrical makeup used by predominantly by non-black people to portray a caricature, <laughs> caricature. Yeah. caricature mm. of a black person. But if you go to... Uh, www.history.com, which mm. is a very popular website, mm. where they post things about history, it says blackface became popular in the U.S. after the Civil War as white performers played characters that demean and dehumanize. Exactly. I think it's all a matter of perspective, perspective. and getting educated. And who I, writes? And who writes it? Because you just pointed out something so exactly. important, Claudia. Wikipedia? And then an exactly. actual source that really went into what it was about. Exactly. But right? I think it's also, as you said before, there's 
it seems like we're making progress at some things and at others we're just going back in time right yeah i think it means getting educated and and trying to see probably my opinion it's very different like I don't know what the guy said because no, no, we have video. It's not so about I, what he said. I, I, really. Yeah, it's more the visual. The visual, visual is. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. Pero, because as he said before, for a Cuban that would be normal mm-hmm. because we grew up in Cuba, watching white actors doing these things on television, and let's say why a white people will do it or probably they didn't find a black artist yeah, a black yeah, actor yeah, 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 yeah. that would be good for the character at that mm. moment or just because they wanted to take that thing of dehumanizing african people mm-hmm. and put it into a different thing like it doesn't matter that i'm white and i'm acting like a black person mm-hmm. i mean you gotta understand too this uh depends, like, the rape relations in cuba are very different than in here too yeah. Um, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to go at is like to use this as a learning lesson, especially mm-hmm. for Cubans, especially because I can tell you that Carlucci is not a racist person. He's not a bigger mm-hmm. person. I mean, I don't know him personally, mm-hmm. but uh, I grew up watching him, and I can tell you he's not. He didn't mean the harm that people think he was meant yeah. meaning to do. But I want this to take this opportunity for Cubans to educate themselves about yeah. blackface, you know, and about where it actually come from and about how it can hurt the people around us because yeah. we are a community. Like we yeah. share with Haitians, we share with Jamaicans. We're African Americans, so yeah, it's not that we all are racist. It's not, not at all, like not even close. Um, but um, but yeah, it was. It was I, think, I think that, I think I think honestly, like he's been he's been in this country how long, Carlucho? A few years. A lot of years. So like twenty some years. So I know who. So I I'll be on that the, the side of he had to know, like he either got a really healthy check. I mean, to do it, and so because honestly, some people put money in front of behind anything else. Like they're like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna get a check for this." I mean, don't import that. Like I don't care what what it's gonna offend. And another thing too is like, I just think he knew. I just, they, I part of me is like, it, it just, it yeah, you de- you definitely. I will do it. You know what? Because I also feel like these people, uh, these Cuban people that are doing, because they're America TV, no? Mm-hmm. If I'm not wrong, that's mm-hmm. that's a Cuban channel, like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that not even 2% of people who are not Cubans in Miami will mm. watch that show. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. No, but he's not on, he's not on America TV. He's um, mm. like no. Univista TV. Univista TV. Like in and then. Peor todavía. Yeah, yeah. It's I just... don't think, I think that probably they, they did it on purpose. Of course. It's the sale, the sales. But probably they just didn't think about that part. Like, hey, nosotros no. The thing is, like, I want to say that he didn't actually know. I mean, I'm like, I don't know him personally, but Mm -hmm. there's a chance that he didn't actually know the full thing. I can't say that. And the reason why I say that is because Carlucho has been in the Cuban community from the beginning, like, Mm -hmm. from, from when he came from Cuba. He hasn't really left Miami, from what I know of, right? So he's been working off these Cuban channels around the Cuban community. Yeah, yeah. And and I know for a fact that some Cubans are so isolated from the rest of the U.S. that they don't really 
get to know other cultures, especially here in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, you grew up in Jersey. You grew up around Puerto Ricans. You grew up yeah, around yeah. the whole is uh, like, yeah, la cazuela, la, la cazuela. Like I tell exactly. you, the melting pot, like the big, you know, pot that. So did I because yeah. I grew up. I came to school here, and you know, I had I was in an ESO class, so I grew up around a bunch of kids from different places. Yeah. So I was able to to get a lot of stuff in, you know, to learn mm. from other people. But if you come at a certain age from Cuba and you relocate on Miami, that's all you know. You, you don't know nothing well, You don't else. know what you don't know, As, too. Exactly. And I think, like, you're isolated. Like, you're, you're right. Like, you... Part of me is like, yeah, you get isolated in what you see all along, all your life. You see X, Y, Z happening. Whatever it may be, right? We can just take blackface, put it to the side. And you think that this is right. And you grow up in that culture. It's inbred, ingrained in you. And then you come to a different place. And it's not accepted. Then you're like, okay... Was I wrong? Exactly. Right? Like, am I wrong now? Exactly. Because this is all I knew. And yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough. But I mean, growing up here, it's I, I still feel like I know and we're having a discussion about it. I still feel he he there had to be an inkling. I'm sorry, like you've been here this long and he's made a living off of this and he's has access to things. Now, again, I don't know. I just it, and again, yeah. I, get, I grew up here and I've been exposed, you know, I'm so fortunate I've been exposed to so many cultures and I've had conversations with friends of different races, colors, creeds, origins, sex, you name it. And to me, I see something like that. I'm like, man, that, that hurt because I, I know, like I have a friend that would like, you know, and I, and I did show it to, to my friend. I said, dude, did you see this? He's black. Uh, and he then, was like, dude, that's crazy. Uh, He's like, what's up with you Cubans? And I was like, that's where I want to go. To. Right. And like, and I'm to. like, dude, unfortunately, like, unfortunately, like that's the things that in Latin America, period. Because if you look at media and this is something I wanted to ask both of you to get your thoughts on, you look at media in Latin America, it's the woman that's fair skin predominantly you see oh, yeah. a woman that's fair skin you barely see any afro latinas rarely the men are all white men white latinos right white latinos yeah, right? you... and it's like i have a hard time like what's up with that like and as you get older you realize these things right like but that to me is like come on like you know like there's got to be more and there's talented people out there so i think it's but that was always was the case right like this is the person we're going to hire. This is what it is. For so many years, that's what they do it. And to me, it's like, I don't know. Like, that's the thing with media. So what do you think about that with, with media and how that portrays? I mean, uh, this is actually um, something I've been talking about for years, you know, because I don't remember exactly what it was, but one day, um, like, this is something that I hate is hypocrisy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there was uh, this scandal that Telemundo got involved in, and mm -hmm. he had some, I don't remember exactly what it was. It had something to do with uh, somebody that was being counseled. And I'm like, this, this is very hypocritical of these people mm -hmm. talking about that. Because if you look at any novela in, Univis in Univision, Telemundo, oh. whatever you know, uh, Latin American channel out there, if you look at any of those novelas right now, I'll pay you for each uh, main, black, main character that is black. Most of them, there's none. Like there's, and then people are like, so there's no black people in, in, in the And Latin if they community. are, they're the maids, they're the servants, there you go. They're, they're the, the side characters. The, the hand, the helping hand, the, the, the chauffeur. No, man. And, and then they just, tried to whitewash a lot of stuff. There it's was horrible. this. Um, um, no, no. Actually, I think it was because of that. Yeah. I yeah. think that's where it came from. 
But like there was this uh, novella about Celia Cruz, who was awful to me. <laughs> like I didn't really like it. Besides mm-hmm. a couple of things out there, because I know history and I know the history of Celia Cruz, and I know mm-hmm. how inaccurate all of that was. And they made they put a white character in the story that had nothing to do with Celia Cruz. And I feel that it was just to put like like a random white guy in the story, you know, to be one of the main characters. When I'm like, why? You know why? what I'm saying? Why do that? Why? And yeah. you know, they were good enough that they, I mean, they couldn't put a white actress to play Celia Cruz. <laughs> that would yeah. be awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the actress did good as I said, like, because she wasn't Cuban, but she did pretty good. And then the play, person that plays the, the oldest Celia Cruz is actually a Cuban singer that is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I was very happy with the casting choice. But like, I always felt some type of way about that white character in there. I'm like, why are you guys just trying to push this guy in? In a person that is so fucking influential and a person <laughs> that you can literally of course. do like a movie, like oh, TV show, novella, whatever you want, yeah. without having to go into fiction. That like you can just take a stuff from her own life and put it in there and it's going to be amazing, you know? Exactly. But they decided exactly. to go a different route and put this guy in there to kind of create like a like an internal conflict between her and her husband. Stuff that never happened in real life. Because I read... Um, you know, so many biographies about her, so many biographies about Pedro Knight, her husband. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I'm you from Jersey, so they, oh, no. they, they are right in your backyard. Of course, they're talking, in my backyard. I'm, I'm, I mean, talking, I'm talking about something you know for no, sure. No, I swear. But yeah, going back to the blackface thing, just to close that out, I want to say that it's completely wrong. Like, don't... Exactly. And I want to tell Cuban people que no está bien usar blackface. Yeah. Y haga lucho a cualquiera de estas personas. Yo, you know, I want to give you guys the benefit of the doubt. Le voy a dar beneficio de la duda a todo el mundo. And let's use this as a as a learning lesson, you know, mm-hmm. that we can't be doing this no more. I got to say this. I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. But see, this is this is why I enjoy talking to the both of you, because we're having a conversation. And Correct, I think yeah. that that's where in this country we got to sit down and have a conversation. Yes. As bad as the things may seem, as bad as the topics may seem, whatever we're talking, politics, religion, uh, scandal, um, that's what I think. You're giving me for doubt. I don't give me for doubt. Carlucho, bro, come on, man. You're better than that. But, you right, yeah. you know, yeah, but go ahead. Table, go ahead. Very different. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, <laughs> go ahead. I'm being the. No, so, 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 so we're switching. <laughs> we're good on that topic, right? Yeah, yeah. We're good. But yeah. I, I had a, there was a question earlier I said about media because you're yeah. very involved in media, Claudia. And you see a lot. You're exposed to that. You do different topics and segments. You're out there in the community. So what's your perspective on, on that we talked about? Okay. First, let, let me make it clear for some people because mm. you said you're involved with the media. I'm a journalism student, which yeah. it doesn't mean that I work for... No, no, she she, she does her thing. Me, you're a journalist. Like, I mean, you know, but you're, you're involved. <laughs> well, yeah, but no, but some, probably people will think, oh, ella trabaja para Telemundo, trabaja para no, way. <laughs> no, but you're exposed to it. No, you're exposed. Let's, you're let's you're more involved something. in that world exactly. than, than we are. Than we are, exactly. I mean, we're, you, you, you know, we're podcasters. I'll, I'll we're entertainers. We have discussions. Okay, before Claudia, let me bring something up. The comments yeah. that we may hear, it belongs to each person that make it. So I don't exactly. want nobody, you know, uh, holding Claudia accountable for anything, the stuff that we talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, no. It's actually ours, to yeah, be an yeah. actual journalist. Like, we talk shit, like, I love to, I just like to express my mind. Like, journalists mm-hmm. have to have some sort of uh, objectivity on some I topics. I say yeah. something about that now. But, yeah. uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Like, just having this podcast probably will put me in a position where I might not get a job. Because whenever you are a journalism student you, and you are applying for jobs, 
the first thing recruiters do, they look you up on of Twitter. Course. They look you up on Instagram. They look at all your social media and see if you're expressing like your own opinions, which in a matter of journalism, I believe and I'm sure that you have to have your ethics, right? Because you're a journalist and you're just there to defend the truth, right? And not taking parts. But I do believe that journalists also have their own opinions yeah. because we're also humans. Yeah. And there are certain things when it comes to journalism that you just can not help to take a stand yeah. on a specific part. Because if you ask me, what, what do you think about blackface? Mm -hmm. Okay, I believe it's wrong, but, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna use a different sample here. Mm -hmm. What about the word nigga? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. When it first came out, it was to offend black people. Mm -hmm. But now you see black people mm -hmm. talking to themselves and they call themselves yeah. nigga. Yeah. And you're my friend, and we're both black, and I'll call you nigga, oh, nigga. Yes, yes, But a lot of black people, and I don't want people to think, I mean, they can think that I'm a racist. I'm not, because actually my grandmother is black. Mm -hmm. So I have the black blood in my veins. So I'm yeah. all for black community. I defend black community. I feel identified with them. Mm -hmm. But I also think, like, a lot of the time, there's, like, like um, predisposition mm -hmm. when it comes to the topic because if a white man comes and call them nigga then yeah, they see it as a bad thing so my question is why do you have to think that i'm calling you nigga because i'm offending you mm -hmm. um, i'm trying to use it's context too but i but i think it's like it's, it's all about that she didn't grow up in here like we did so we have a better yeah. understanding of it yeah um, I mean, since i went to college since the first year here in the u.s this is one of the first topics that they teach you. Mm -hmm. So, I know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like, I do understand mm -hmm. why black people think that. But that happens in Cuba, too. Yeah. In Cuba, white people call black people negro. Yeah. And there's a lot of negros, black people, that they don't feel offended by it. Mm -hmm. However, there are certain people that they don't like to be called negro. Yeah. Right? And I just rather focus in, I mean, I'm not just, okay, forget about history. No, history is there and we mm. have to respect it and we have to honor it, yeah. right? But as you were saying before, mm. we're making progress at, so, at some things, but we're not in other things. And I think it's all a matter of the curse humanity is taking and mm. society. Like mm. we have to be open-minded always from a respect point right like i have to be respectful i have to it's it this is a very controversial topic it's the same with um well look at but but think about you just said something i just and i was just thinking about um joe joe rogan in his show and how he used that word you know more power to you i i have a heart because it's just to me like in the view i look at it that word is used a lot and you hear it in hip-hop right in songs and exactly. music right and people are exchanging that and yeah there is that thing in society where if a certain person uses the word it's like ouch like okay you shouldn't be using that word but even in hip-hop i've noticed and being in the music business for quite a few years latinos too 
because Afro Latinos too. So it's like it's it's a weird, but 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 if you really look at the context and history of that word, it's it's the meaning, right? But then it's over the years you hear songs, you know. I mean, Tribe Called Quest. I can bring up a song that Tribe Called Quest had. Um, if anybody doesn't know Tribe Called Quest, it's now a good time to Google everybody. Um, the Youngins. One, yeah, one this, it's, it's, a, it's one of the greatest hip-hop yeah. artist groups. And they had a song called Peace Sucker, mm, whoever mm. you are. Peace Sucker, mm, whoever you are. And it was a song. And people sang it. And they said that. And I feel like the more in time, like you said, we make progress. People understand how hurtful it is. People refrain from it. Even even if it's in a song or something, it's 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 hard. But then you see like a TikTok or you see somebody using it intentionally wrong or you see in a video where they're demeaning someone, then it's like a whole nother layer because you're like, come on, man. Like it went, but you're right. There's so many different ways that it's, and it's the same as when they call Latinos degrading things, the Mexicans, how they call the, exactly. the, the, the Chicano movement, like the things that I heard when you read out that history before us, like the lo Mexicano estaban aquí luchando, you know, like yeah. they were here and the things that they were, the, the demeaning things they were called, you know, the things that were called, you know, every Latino community has these things and you think about it like, whoa. So I think they could have the same conversation too and think like, oh, well, Este so-and-so, like, they'll say something, you know, and, and I refuse to use the words because I'm like, it's just... Yeah, me too. And it's it's tough. It's to tough. Say, it's, like, it's tough. It, it's a tough topic, you know, but you're, you're right. Like, it's it's used in certain aspects, I feel like, when you hear it in music and you hear people still say it to this day because you hear it in songs. People talk each other. And talk, and, hey, what's up, Eto? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, saying. yeah. But in Spanish culture, when you said, you know, hey, como esta este, mira esto, and they, that's, that was... Exactly. But my yeah. point is, siempre tratar de hacerlo desde un punto de respeto. I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know who I can call with Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's, the, it's, a, it's a level of relationship. And there's a certain and, confidence yeah. in esa relación, in that relationship. Like, you and I, we're friends. Mm -hmm. Like, very good friends. And I know that if I say something to you, you won't be offended. Because we're friends, mm -hmm. and you know that I'm not doing it because I'm being disrespectful. Exactly. So I'm just saying, it's not because I feel like that's also why so many people, like, we're having a hard time to understand each other these days. Yeah. Because we are in a predisposition. We don't, the first minute people say something, we're just like, yeah, yeah, todo mundo está listo para, like, yeah, there are reaction, right. yeah, reactionary yeah. versus. Let's say first, oh, hey, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Let's do it yeah let's give people the benefit of the doubt yeah. hey what do you mean by that mm -hmm. uh actually and, and then that people have to explain themselves and then depending on the answer then you say ah no espérate yo no te voy a permitir que tú me digas eso yeah yeah oh, oh okay that, that's fine you know what, what i'm saying porque yeah. es que los blancos los blancos aquí like they embrace it they come to the u.s y tú ves a muchos cubanos o a muchos blancos llamándose entre ellos mira
Of course, but, but as you go different places, exactly, it's, 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 you get you with go, reality you check. You go to Atlanta, exactly. you can get a reality oh, no, check. No, 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 And I actually no. got that reality check myself once. And it's <laughs> a little anecdote, anecdote that I have, right? Mm -hmm. I actually learned how to speak English watching the movie Friday, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> so my first uh, interaction with, the, with, with English language was through smoking. Yeah. So you got knocked the fuck out of the type of shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I see the word using that word. And I'm an 11 year old kid. I don't you didn't know. see nothing wrong with it. Exactly. I don't. I see them using it. So I must. I don't. And at the age of 11, I was. I wasn't gonna look up the history behind the word, right? And I grew up using it around black friends, Haitian friends that I had, because I'm being very lucky to grow up around a lot of nationalities and a lot of races, right? Yeah. And they never checked me. They never said anything to me because they know that I wasn't coming from a place of racism. It wasn't. Coming, it was it wasn't. coming from a place of friendship type of thing, right? And they would tell me that they would use the word on me and I would use it on them. Mm -hmm. So one day I go to um, to a shopping mall, right? And I'm with, uh, with this girl that used to be friends with me. And she's like, she's Cuban, but she's white as snow, just like you. Nah, man. Yeah. I'm the white, listen, to, <laughs> for the record, I'm the whitest Cuban on the face of the earth. So, I own that. It's all good. But I have Afro-Cuban blood, which... So that's, I, she just does something and I, I'm like uh, 17, 16 at the time. And I call and I'm like, yo, this, that, and that. What are you doing or whatever? Mm -hmm. And there's this, you know, black gentleman walking by, and he sees me using that word. He just looked at me like, like this dude want to kill me. But yeah. I was lucky enough that this guy understood that I wasn't coming from a place of hate, and he actually used that as an educational moment to me of why I'm using the word. Do I know the meaning behind the word? And I'm at the time I'm like I said, 16, 17. You didn't know. Um, I didn't know. But there's a lot of and people I, like and that. And I've been yeah. five years living in this country by that time, and I didn't know how hurtful it could be to certain people, right? And from that point on, I stopped using it. You see, I haven't mentioned it right now. I don't, I don't use it. And yeah, I was and the one who. Cool. No, because it's like the same thing. Like, it's all about content. I believe about that. Yeah. You know, like I'm not agreeing with censoring the word completely. I feel this is a time and a place where you should talk about it, especially if you're talking from a historical point of view. Exactly. You know what I mean? And we'll have a discussion um, about it. Like, it's, it's, that's important. That's important. Exactly, but yeah. the crazy thing about it, I was, I was having a talk with my friend. We were talking about diversity and inclusion and racism and all this stuff. We're, all this stuff was on the table. We're, we're you know, America. And, and he gave me a great example. He said, if a white male, white family, grew up in, let's say, Nebraska, and all they knew was the typical stereotypical, the right? We, we think of stereotypes. Yeah. The farm, they never interacted with someone other than them or what they saw and you put them in new york city what do you think you know their thought process what they're exposed they're probably fed things all their life that they think is correct so it's the other way around right and they do that then what do you think is going to happen they don't even understand what diversity is they don't understand exactly. what these things are now yeah we've come a long way in this country but i still feel like it's got to get to a point where we can get more understanding. But there's still pockets of this U.S. Like, there's the sundown states. You know, they, they, I think they call that, like, where you don't get caught. Like, if you're another race and it's sundown in the southern states, certain southern states, you pass through, you better keep driving. Because if you get pulled over, no telling what's going to happen. And it happens. It happens in this country. And you think about that for, like, but this is America. Every state is, we talked about that earlier, that Miami's like its own country, yeah. right? Eso lo dijimos, que Miami es su propio país. Yeah. And, 
but that's the the thing and if you have states that are stuck in their ways and you've seen it come to life the last couple of years the really the the good the bad the ugly come out more because of social media because of things in politics religion you name it and then how all that has been leveraged to get people to to rile them up you know or to right. to get a reaction it's a shame but this is america it's not perfect but it's still the best country on the face of this earth oh absolutely and let's put that make it clear because look yeah. we're here having this discussion that some people will be afraid to, to have, have it which is right? like avoiding conflict yeah like it's not good because there are certain conflicts that you need to be exposed to so you can have a conversation and and get into that experience because when we avoid things then uh, it means we're course, not ready of course we're not ready to to confront it that's how you say it, which is necessary because mm. you want to move forward right just like siempre palante. siempre palante that's a nice little plug siempre palante exactly. always forward yeah. Yeah. no it's you wanna it's move true forward, so you need to have that conflict siempre es el respeto pero yeah. you have to do it yeah, and that, and you know what's what's interesting was was interesting we we're talking about this. We all, every Cuban family, if you go back far enough, you have an Afro Cuban. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm a firm believer. Um, I I mean me, I know I do, but I know that by doing the ancestry, because you know I had to do it, and I went back to now as the more I keep checking it, the less Afro Cuban I have. Okay. So my wife goes. Hey, but you're not. You barely have it. I was like, I have 0.1%. Don't knock me for that. I was like, that's 0.1%. But I go back to Portugal and Spain. But obviamente, if you read the history books, right? And both of you know this. The conquistadors and all that craziness. Like, yeah, yeah all Especially that. In Cuba. In Spain oh. and like us. Eso todo. Eso es un impacto. Imagínate. And I heard. No, and the, the, the funny thing about this is I hear like, when you, when you hear stories about you know, your parents, your grandparents, great-grandparents. Oh, yadro, y, y las cosas de, de España, y que esto es lo más fino, and like, and I'm like, damn, like, okay. But it's ingrained, that's it's all ingrained, they yeah. knew, y eso fue lo bueno, like, oh, eso lo bueno, y da, 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 and you hear, like, the history of Cuba going back, 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 even before, you know, that guy that took over and ruined Cuba, but Cuba was already in turmoil. Oh yeah, and that's what uh, people understand. As much as there was freedom, what we thought, whatever freedom or the stories that made up, pero bien entiende y todo. But that regime was crazy. It wasn't no dictatorship. It dictatorship because dictatorship they were Paul. robbing Peter, Peter to pay Paul, como dicen que. Yeah, es que es que Latin America can't get out of its own way, and it's sad. I mean, um, you you're walking right into my backyard when it comes to Cuban history, and if we go yeah. all the way all to the way. beginning, if we go to the Tainos, right? Tainos. Like people yeah. don't really talk about the what they did to the Tainos is the worst case of um, genocide. Holocaust, genocide. Genocide. That is in history. To genocide. be honest, they yeah. exterminated a race yeah. from the within two years from the face of the earth, right? And then we pretty much have. Like a bunch of Spaniards living in Cuba at this point, right? Yeah. They killed all the all the Tainos. That was not they, they killed the original, the natives. And for context, I want to plug. Eso está escrito por los curas, the priests, oh, the yeah. documents. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like so, people. What you're saying, like, do your homework. You can Google now, everybody, because Google is like. And listen, Google, if you want to sponsor, we're more than <laughs> happy to have you as a sponsor. Google. Um. Cut the check. Ponte pa esto, podcast. Like, All right. Um, 
if you look at that, um, you know, Christopher Columbus was a evil murder. person. Yeah, murder. it was a murder. There's <laughs> it's no a murder. Like, come on. And you hear the stories. We're talking about... Um, Ay, Dios mío, los italianos me van a caer encima. Taino, Tainos, <laughs> were so, Ay, yeah. bro, Tainos were so pacific and so peaceful that they wouldn't use weapons when they fought against each other. They mm. would use wooden weapons so they wouldn't kill each other when they mm. were in war. Yeah. Different tribes. Mm. A lot of people don't know this, but it's written. Like, for example, if you have beef with me and you were a Taino, we're talking about times where the, on all the cultures they were being um, sacrificed and shit like that. Yeah. Tainos, they were so freaking peaceful that they would fight against each other on wars and, you know, turf wars or whatever you will call it. And they would use wooden weapons so they wouldn't kill each other. So that's, we're talking about when the Spaniards came over, they welcomed them open arm. They were so curious about these new people that were coming that looked so different mm -hmm. to them, right? Mm -hmm. And what did the Spaniards did? Literally exterminated them within yeah. two years. So we got pretty much Spaniards now in Cuba. It's the only thing they know, right? A couple of years passed by. You know, they Good start bringing the slaves, which mm -hmm. is the, you know, the, the we're seeing this slave trade pretty much. Mm -hmm. A lot of slaves came to Cuba, right? The Haitians in, in Haiti revolt. So what did all the islands around did? They were afraid that mm -hmm. slaves in Cuba would do the same thing, that slaves in Puerto Rico would do the same thing. Yeah. So they became so harsh to these slaves. They would literally kill you just if, if they thought that you were you know, planning a revolt or something like that. Yeah. They brainwashed the slaves to a point of fear that they couldn't you know, interact among each other because they were afraid to be killed, right? But as much as um, the, the, the slaves hated the Spaniards, mm -hmm. a new generation of Cubans that were growing up, which were the Criollos, who were the, you know, the, the son of Spaniards that actually grew up in Cuba. And look at this, these were Spaniards by blood because they were born in Cuba, but the Spaniards were being racist towards them just because they were born, were not born yeah. in Spain, they were born in Cuba. So all these Criollos started you know, growing up through generations, through years, and they were like, hey, oh, hold on. Like, I don't, you don't, why are you telling me what to do? Like, why is some guy in Spain, some kid, telling us all what to do? You know what I mean? So, let's find, like, a common, like, it goes back to this phrase, um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, mm -hmm. who's the old enemy that yeah, this Criollo, yeah, yeah. who's the old enemy that the Spanish have a lot of the time? Mm -hmm. It was the slaves. And a lot of the Criollos were slave owners, too. They were not good people. Mm -hmm. A lot of, uh, the, just the founding fathers of Cuba, just like the founding fathers here. But we talk, we gotta talk about, like, the context of the time as well, right? Mm -hmm. So, Carlos Manuel de Cepes, which is the first person that actually raised in arms, he, first thing he did, he was, he freed all his slaves. And now, you have the black Cubans, which is the black slaves, and then you have the Criollos, which is the Spaniard Cubans that grew up in Cuba. So we're together on this right now, and we gotta take out the, you know, our main opposition, which is the, the, the Spanish crown. And it took years. For um for the rich Cubans to get in bed with um with the um, with the Afro Cubans that were fighting the same war they had the same purpose, but there was so much elitism and so much um, prejudice among yeah. them and you know we're talking about these three ranchers who would never fight alongside a black yeah, you know, yeah, soldier yeah. and they were fighting the same side and this happened in Cuban history until some very brave men came together Antonio Maceo. Uh, Jose Martí, Máximo Gómez, they Lo got Mambi, together like, Lo yo, Mambi let's, let's, yeah, like, we have something, in, we yeah. all have a vision in common, which is to get rid of Spain. Yeah. After that, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, and we're still trying to figure it out. Gracias, Yone, for the history lesson, because that's true. That history moment was brought to you by Yone. There you go. And what I meant by that is, we Cubans have our history. Like, 
probably a gringo or someone from a different country of course it wasn't born in america look at us and say bueno they're white so they don't understand anything about black people no you're wrong you're wrong we do understand because our families are mixed mixed it's a mix yeah like like i I was saying before my my grandmother from my dad's side it's black Mm -hmm. and i have i have two uh, cousins their brothers Mm -hmm. one it's blonde and the Mm -hmm. other one it's black Mm -hmm. and you say how 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 is it possible that's cute in a nutshell Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah. it's possible so that's why i'm saying that it's always better it's always better to give people the opportunity to explain themselves. Yes. Instead yeah. of assuming what you meant by saying or doing that. Con razón. Right? So we can just don't go on parts. Like, tú estás contra mí, we're enemies. Sí, 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 sí. You, you have your way of, of thinking and, and I have my, like, myself. I came to the U.S. when I was 20 years old. And I'm 27 now. And I can tell you how many times I've been to a place where there's American people, gringos, and I start talking, and my English, tú sabes, mi Sofía Vergara, mi Celia Gruma, and my English is not very good looking, and, 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 and I start talking to them, mm-hmm. and some people will be like, like, they're understanding me. I have my accent, of mm-hmm. course, but I had had people who have been like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I can't understand you, and I'm like, Yes, you can. You just don't want to. You just don't want to. <laughs> because I have my accent. Yeah. And because I'm not American. And you're but a threat. You think, but you're a threat too. Exactly. And that's, like, a, oh, that's the thing. Oh, no, no. Oh, because she's Hispanic. Yes, I am. And I'm very proud of it. Like, I just take pride that I'm Hispanic, that I'm Cuban, that I have an accent. Because that means, first, that I speak two languages. Mm-hmm. You probably don't speak Spanish. That's the start. Second, that I don't care what you're saying or what you think of me, still, I'm going to keep talking and I'm going to keep doing my thing because I'd rather focus in on the positive side of the situation. Yes. That, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Don't give it the energy. You don't give it the energy. So that's what I mean. I know there's history out there. Like we all have been harassed or excluded. Trauma is generational trauma. Traumatizado, todo mundo. Todo mundo está traumatizado. Sí. ¿Verdad? And that's what you said. I love what you said. What we have, don't have. I, I feel all this comes down to power, access, luxury, the good life. People that have ruled this country for years are now having coming to terms. You have to share. This is no longer, you know, one group, one class. Immigration, all this thing, people coming to this country, all the races and colors have made this country better. But there's still a segment of people that like they see as a threat because you're going back to you having a conversation with someone. They don't understand. No, they, they understand you. But what they're seeing is. Wow, she speaks English and Spanish. You know, you're taking somebody's job away. You're taking somebody's opportunity away. You know, and that to me, I feel like it's a shame. But that's the thing, like, in this country, like, Uh, you have that threat. You have that dual, dual, like, it's a dual threat to someone that's not, and it's not your fault. You came here for opportunity. 
and to live a better life. Exactly. So it's like, you know. You know, and, and to add something on that before Jonel goes, mm-hmm. um, I went to a, a third job, uh, like, like for, for, for journalism okay. right? so I mean I was a junior a few months ago now I'm a senior mm-hmm. so I just went to to network with people right because I was like okay I'm, I'm not a senior yet so I probably don't get a job but still mm-hmm. I'm gonna connect with people so I'm just passing by all the tables and there's these different channels right so you get there, you present yourself, you say what you're doing, whatever. And I got this lady, she was gringa, right? I think she was from CBS or NBC, something like that. So I'm talking to her, she's listening to me, and I'm explaining, you know, I'm gonna graduate, and I wanna do this. And whenever I have to speak when it comes to getting into um, the American television and not Hispanic, because a lot of people assume that because English is not your first language, mm-hmm. you want to go into Univision or Telemundo. And there you see That's it. what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And I went just like, and even though I want to get into Hispanic television, I'm trying to improve my English because I don't want to put myself in a position where I have to restrict myself. Like, if I can make it to a bigger step, I will do it, even though I have my accent. And she was, she, she was like, hey, wait, wait, wait embrace it and I was like she was like the fact that you're able to have a conversation with me right now means that probably I will hire you instead of somebody else who doesn't speak your language and that's what America is about she said you might gonna be on television and you will have an accent but people will understand what you're saying and if you have an assignment where it's about Hispanic people, I cannot send someone who doesn't speak the language because they yeah. won't be able to communicate with them, right? So just embrace it and keep doing your thing. And whenever you graduate, don't hesitate to call me or apply for a job that is not only for Hispanic community, yes. for the audience, because you have to do it. And then you see how we have people from different, uh, different uh, backgrounds that they're able to be empathetic. Yeah. Right? So we cannot generalize. Exactly. Like all Cubans um, do this, or all American people do that. Like, no, just we're Com- all different. And that's a, that's a great example, Claudia, okay, okay, you brought up. Um, it's like the, you ever heard the saying, oh, you're Cuban, you 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 must know. Exactly. Or you're, Lat- you're Latino, you're, you're Hispanic, you must know that. And it's like, you almost do your tilt your head like, no what? Okay. No what? You know, no what? But, but Yonel, what, what's up? Yonel's looking at, see, I said it. Oye, oye, I said it. Yeah, I agree with you guys 100%. Another thing is, like, I feel there's a lot of uh, prejudice. It doesn't, we have to understand the, the, the difference between prejudice and racism, right? Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot more pre- stuff that you guys were talking about, the, the last couple of stuff, um, more about prejudice than it is about racism, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by prejudice is what you were saying. Like some people feel threatened. They don't hate you because you are yeah. black or because you are Hispanic. Yeah. They... It's a threat. It's a threat. It's, it's, it. it just comes after that. You're, you're coming here to take my... St- and you're not even... Like that's not your intention. Mm-hmm. Claudia is not trying to take nobody's job. Exactly. I want the. I want there to be a job created and or if there's an opening, I want it. Exactly. That's it. I'm the only thing. 
Amen. And I, and I, <laughs> like and I Amen. sound like Amen. a broken record, but Amen. the only thing, the way to fix that is through love. I don't feel like yeah. we should be attacking each other. So we should be having conversations. Oh, where you coming from? Like, or, you know, oh, you see it that way, but I see it this way. And we may not agree on the way that we see things, but we at least we understand where we're coming from. You know of course. I mean? um, when I first got here to the U.S., um, I was a little small kid who spent work a lot, so he was in an after-school program. All the other kids were black. And all of them bullied me for the first couple of months. Not because I was, I'm not saying that, I could have at that moment choose like, oh, all black people are bullies. Exactly. It's just that I was a different person among them. And for some reason, human That's beings, it. it's yeah. been through history, we've been in so many wars because of that. When you see somebody different to you, you look at that person as a threat. You know what I mean? And for the first couple of months, it was awful to me, you know? But after a while, you know, they got to know they me. They warmed up to you. They understood that I come from a place where I actually had to follow my whole life since I was little. So I wasn't afraid to scrap with them if it come to that. <laughs> there you, you know go. What I mean? and, and they started respecting me. And I started respecting them. And I realized at that age that it wasn't really about them being black and me being Cuba. It's about their own known. They didn't know me. Didn't so know and once they got to know you, and then when they got so to know this me, guy, like, you know, is pretty oh, cool. This guy this knows guy a lot about. Pretty cool. Yeah, because he, he's not here to yeah, fuck with us. Exactly, he's not, exactly. He knows a lot of history. He, he knows a lot of history. <laughs> oh, he knows how to mess with computers. I need my computer. Hey, he's a tech guy. Oh, this guy. Whoa. So because yeah, you, know, you just woke up, man. I mean, he was probably born with a computer, <laughs> tech, camera. Yeah, he's a geek. Yeah, hey, embrace know, it. And, and that happens That's right. in, in the Hispanic community as well. Hey, because bullying. And you can ask our productora que está detrás de la cámara como siempre con el She's not in her head and like. I cannot tell you how many times I've been at work and esta persona eh, hispana viene, right? Mm -hmm. And we start talking and sometimes they ask me, oh, where are you from? And I'm, oh, I'm from Cuba. And they'll be like, no way, you're not Cuban. And I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, Why I not? am. No, porque the way you speak, it doesn't sound like a Cuban. What's and a then Cuban I go like, to, like, in how Cuban sound, Oye, people, like, no, oh no, I thought you were Colombian or Venezuelan because you Cubans don't speak well. And then I'll be wow. like, well, wow. I'll tell you something. I'm not going to speak well now. <laughs> no, no, I was like, she took off her jewelry. Mira, Fulanita, aguantame esto. Hold my jewelry. I'm about to tell you how I speak well with my hands. No, we're just joking. We're adding, you're just joking. Broma, broma, broma. Okay, go, go, go. It's true. It's true. But it's true. It's true. Every culture. I know how to pronounce a word. Yeah. Because my mom educated me that way. And they just go like, oh, yeah, I can tell. I can tell. So yeah. what I mean is even in the Hispanic community, you can see how shut we it judge down. each other. No, but you shut it down in a respectful manner. Exactly. That's yeah. it. That's no, no, like. Way and you show the right way. That's and it. That, that, that's what I mean. We just have to give people the benefit of the doubt. People, let's do it. Do you see what I like? What let's you just brought it. up, that, that, that example, is it reminded me of my, my first time going out to L.A., California. We've never been you know, 
it's, it's beautiful. Shout out to all my Chicanos, Mexicanos. You know, I love your culture. And it and it's eye-opening because, yes, like, I have Mexican friends growing up, but it was, like, far and few apart. But when you really go out there and then, like, you hear, like, you, different things. Like, every Latino culture has slang or little references. And to me, I always embraced it because I'm curious. So I would be the one to go, um, perdón, pero, like, what do you mean by that? Like, I'm not trying to offend you, but I really like that word. It's pretty cool, but I don't want to use it because it's probably not going to come out the right way. And eso es así entre nuestra cultura and all our cultures. We have these unique phrases. We have uh, little sayings. Like, ponte pa' esto. Ponte pa' esto, you know? <laughs> You know, and uh, it's and I think that that's the beauty of culture. And when you bring it, you know, full circle is like we talked about how many millions of Latinos are in this country. And it's a beautiful thing. Sixty two million and growing. And I feel we're coming to a point in America where it's like a suela, that pot is getting so interesting because now you have it's not just the sazon. It's not just, the, you know, a sofrito. It's not just it's different flavors. It's, it's, it's apple pie, as America's apple pie, as they say, right? And as, as juicy as a flan and as, you know, as beautiful as some soul food, you know, and I feel like that's what makes this thing amazing, you know, and, and we can have this conversation. And one of the things that I, I always take pride in uh, is learning about the cultures and asking questions like, what is it about your culture, your family traditions that really, and we've had these conversations, like what was it that you learned that inspired you that those are the things that you bring to the table, that positivity and that thing that your mom taught you. Yeah, like sure. this is how you address ignorance, totally. right? And you ha you talk it out. And so I think that's that's a beautiful thing. And, so. And I'll tell you that that is something that I have, to manage because I'm not gonna lie mm -hmm. I can get very Cuban sometimes why not <laughs> like, I mean but that's we're very you're, you're Cubana, know, like I mean listen I don't know what it is about Miami but I land here y empiezo yo a hablar y de pronto esto y lo otro y mira que lo que estaba hablando con este era, and it's just like that it, yeah. it's just natural I go to Jersey and it's like I sound more Latino from up north and what that sounds like look I don't know but people tell me that I'm yeah. not gonna put I'm not saying no race I don't want to get into it. like but it's it's different it's, it's just different. there's one thing around. about Cubans that we're really good at adapting to whatever we are we assimilate we assimilate and, to, and it's rough because that's a to tough word to yeah because <laughs> that comes to having to live in Cuba knowing mm -hmm. that your only option is living you know living. what I mean if you want to be surviving it's all about survival and Cubans, we have different perspectives depending where we live at, too. Mm -hmm. Like, if you see a Cuban in Europe, they have a different point of view, political, cultural. Yeah, el cubano de España, comparado al cubano de Colorado, al cubano de California. The one in Jersey. Jersey, Miami. It, it depends, I mean, like, they, you know, obviously they're all Cuban, they have a bunch of stuff in common, but they also have a lot of different point of views of, that they've been acquiring through to the years or to whatever they, they've been going through. Yeah. And, and by the way, people, because I think we got into into the episode and we didn't touch on what Hidalgo does. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all can, good. Yeah. We can, we can like, close down with that. No, 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 no. Um, bien, Hidalgo, do you think? Dale, dale, dale. Yeah, no, it's no, all good. This was a great conversation. People, go and follow Hidalgo on Instagram, gracias, on Twitter, gracias. 
on Spotify, on everything, Podcast, everything. SP dot always forward. SP dot always forward on Instagram. That's usually the Instagram, the Twitter, everywhere. My Facebook, everything. You know, just it's. Uh, you'll see it in the show notes. Uh, you'll you'll see that, but definitely check it out. You know, and and listen, don't apologize because no, no, we we were ready to go. We were like, yeah, we were ready to go to talk about this. And disclaimer: Look, I want to make this clear for everyone listening. This is the beauty of this country. This conversation we had is perspective, is is to understand, you know, and to educate. And I feel like you have to say that over and over and over again because people don't like. They'll only hear a clip and go, oh, no, listen to the conversation and then let's talk about it because I challenge you. I challenge you to educate yourself. I challenge you to read some books. I challenge you to watch different perspectives. Don't just look at one perspective. Look at how we got here. And I feel that's how we understand each other better. So I wanted just to put that out there because, you know, in today's age, you see it on the news. There's something happens and they take a clip, a clip, and they just explode it. Like, that's the only thing. But then they forgot, oh, that was an edited version. They hear the whole conversation and they go, oh, oh, but it's After too late. The After the they canceled time. them, no go to their store, don't go to this, don't go to that. Um, but, yeah. you know. And, so. and the reason why I was saying, guys, go follow yeah, yeah, yeah. Viraldo, it's because for the Ponte Paesto, um, People, the audience, they might say, oh, pero esta gente cambiaron de, de palo barromba. Like, they, they, they didn't speak about dictatorship today. <laughs> and the reason why... We still don't condone it. Exactly. I mean, when Abajo la dictadura, patria, vida y libertad, <laughs> pa' fuera, oíste? Let's go, let's yeah, go. No. You know, we still but hardcore with that. But why we have you today, that's why we have our people understanding. It's because Giraldo Podcast, it's all about culture mm-hmm. and... and and inclusion and diversity mm-hmm. uh, about not only the Cuban community but the Latino community in, in Jersey, New York, in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, in the U.S. in general. Exactly. So that's why we're having a different conversation today, and we want you people to go follow Giraldo so you can get educated on different Gracias. topics because we're most with the dictatorship thing. <laughs> but no, no, they're they're educational too. And listen, don't downplay that. I think it's very important. That people understand because like every culture, you have to understand the history, the context, and your perspectives because how you came to this country, two different stories. This is three different stories here because I was born here. I never experienced that, but I experienced it through the stories and the pain and the suffering. Like you still experience a different way and that's generational trauma. I still, you know, people people are like, well, how does that affect? Like you weren't, you never born in Cuba, but it's the things that your parents do to make sure you don't have to experience. And that's that's like kind of your that's the effects of trauma. Mira, no, 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 no hagas eso. No hagas eso porque mami, papi, we're not in Cuba. Exactly. Like I'm but there's and then it's like niño, tú no entiendes. Niño, tú no entiendes. And, and and when you get older, then you understand. So, but yes, culture driven, focused on familia, overcoming adversity and legacy. That's like the the short version, but I yes, I have guests from all races, color, creed. Uh, definitely you're going to get any guest that's on, they're going to get the Latino flavor. I'm sorry, you're going to get Spanglish. You're going to get some things thrown in there. I'm proud to be Latino. I'm proud to be Cuban-American, you know, and to me, I, I feel like 
that's an important side of it. But I also want to learn about the guests. I want to learn about their cultures. And I think that's how we get a better understanding. So that's what Siempre Palante Always Forward is about. Uh, I'm doing some special things this week. Uh, trying to, not trying, it's happening. Uh, Siempre Palante Cultura Live. Uh, shooting a TV pilot. So that's exciting. That's a whole nother level of madness and fun and craziness. Nice. And uh, But again, it goes back to exposing cultures and the narrative. Uh, Claudia understands you're into journalism. You're that's, you know, you write stories, you tell stories, you narrate, like that's important that we tell the story from the person, the actual person that, you know, is the person that's living the story. And I feel there's too many people in between. And by the time it gets to be told, that's not the right version. So I feel like that's a big, important piece. And I also want to showcase people that are not so much in the mainstream. Because, yes, I, I do have some guests that are that are up there. They're pretty well known. It's, and I, I love that. But I also love the up and coming. And the people like yourselves that are doing things that are just as important. And it's making an impact. It's educating you know, estamos educando a la gente y enseñándole que, you know, teniendo las, estas conversaciones es importante. You know, having these conversations are important. And, and we need more podcasts like this because that's how we can get better as people. Correct. So. And, yeah, no, I love having this conversation with you. Like, I, we went through the stuff that I really wanted to touch upon, which was, um, you know, race interactions, all these sort of things. Because I'm very proud Cuban, just like yourself. Like, um, I rep Cuba all the time. I mm -hmm. think we are a great group of people, but I'm working on our PR. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, want, um, I want people to actually get to know us and not get to know, like you were saying, the clip or the clickbait. Yeah, 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 us. yeah, exactly. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on with politics and this sort of thing, and people are too fixated on the political party that some people follow or whatever. Um, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Cubans, on, a lot of Cubans are mostly Republicans. Well, not mostly, but a lot of Cubans are Republican. And some people are using that against us in a way not me specific I'm not Republican I don't, yeah, no, I don't, no. I don't follow but it's people. for one yeah. reason and I, I, and I, oh, and I feel yeah tu eres republicano tu eres republicano no and, and, I, and I feel like it, it's generational like this thing goes back back yeah. to to there was a policy that favored and helped Cubans come here for opportunity right. so mm -hmm. in the mindset of just a, a regular human being no, you have to support this group because they're for us. They provided this family. Mira, tu esta casa. You see my job? Thanks to a Republican for instilling this policy or whatever. And and I feel so generated. Whoop, there goes the mic. Se fue el, uh, talking it. with the hands. Pero, pero very I, Cuban. Yeah, very, very, very Cuban. Um, but that's, I feel like, that whole thing. I mean, I just, you know, you you hear those comments like, no, los, de, los, los democratas son comunistas. Y que los republicanos siempre apoyan a los cubanos. Y que, mira, aquí abren las puertas y, mira, y no, no, no. No, y del otro lado, no, que los cubanos son republicanos y por eso son racistas. Oh, they yeah, race, it's you know, crazy. So that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I don't follow any political party. I think they're all equally corrupt. That that's a different podcast for a different time. Um, <laughs> you know, whether they are Democrats or Republicans. But what I wanted Yonel to say... Uncut. Yonel Uncut. That I wanted to... Yeah, I want to... Um, to let the world know that we we people too we are not perfect by any stroke of the imagination but we can learn a lot from each other you know and yeah. I think we build a beautiful community here and I have two two goals in life one goal in life is to bring freedom to the Cuban people and me and Claudia do whatever we can to do that and the other goal is to keep the freedom that the whatever Cubans build here in Miami is not perfect 
is good, bad, and ugly. But um, but I wanna I wanna keep it, and I and I don't wanna lose that. I don't wanna lose that pride of being part of the diaspora, of being part of the exile community. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't agree on everything, we we belong here. Yeah. You know, we're part of this community. This is our mecca, Miami, <laughs> and and we wanna keep being part of it. And I want the our neighbors, whoever is around us, to understand where we're coming from on certain things, and to you know point out whatever is. Um, whatever we do in run as well. Yeah. Um, I held myself accountable all the time. Um, this is something that I'm proud of saying. And yeah, man, uh, it's been a pleasure having you here. No, right? no, so gracias happy. a ustedes. Yeah, gracias, gracias, gracias. Vacaciones, ella dijo vacaciones. Check her out. She said, no, far from it. Far from it. Far from it. He invited us to do the podcast with him. And we give you a huge thanks for that because no, thank since you. the Gracias. first moment you saw our our Instagram profile, you have been um, getting in, in, in touch with us. You have been supporting us. You actually gave us the only review we have on Apple Podcasts. Ponte you. pa esto and start reviewing people. Let's go. And that inspires you because it's somebody like, oh, it feels so good when somebody acknowledges you, especially us that we're starting out right now. Um, it feels amazing. I know the feeling. I know the feeling, porque después de, I can tell you this, and I can relate, you know, to close this out. Doing this is not easy. And I want to put that out to, to everybody. Every like, every comment, we read it. And when you start, you read everything. Like, be, and it's just, it's one of those things you shouldn't do, because I've talked to friends that have shows that are more established. And they're like, don't, just keep working. Keep working in your craft. Keep putting out good content. Be genuine. Be honest. And People will follow. People will come. And um, I'll tell you this. I understand because, you know, it's it takes the, it takes the first person and then it's the second and then it's the third. Exactly. It's like a hundred pennies equals a dollar, you know, and, and it's así, like poco a poco, you know, and, and I feel like you have something special, you know, and, and you're being honest and genuine. Like I applaud you for being brave to bring up the topics you brought up, you know, because a lot of people, they don't. Or they do it in a form where, like, oh, I'm going to bring this up and I'll get more followers. Oh, yeah. Well, That's not the point. And I, and, I, and I wanted to make that clear. I said a lot of statements here so the audience could understand because I feel listeners, there's so many podcasts out there. So many. So many. So many. Yeah, podcast is the neo digital. Right? Yeah. But we've got in, I feel you got in at a certain point where if you keep going, todos los otros se van eliminar. Like they're all gonna fall to the side. I'm a firm believer that because it's 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 a marathon. This is and, and I feel like what you've done, you started. The hardest thing is to start. Now the second hardest thing it's is to keep continue. going, the consistency. Going, yeah. And once you establish that, then then you keep going. I mean, look, I tell friends, anybody close to me, you heard my podcast? Yeah. Did you review it? Did you review it? I'm Did you review sure. it? Did you review yeah, it? Gotta, Did you review it? That, Did you review yeah. it? No, it's horrible. It's to the point where like where you get annoying. I get the I get the text. I reviewed your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look, if you just did it the first time, I wouldn't be asking so much. <laughs> I'll do it. You know what happens that I feel like it it all goes back to people that These days, we get so lost in social media, right? Tell me about it. Right? Like, we spend so many hours, and 
myself. Yeah, I, I have to work on that. We're just on, on Instagram, on Twitter. On Claudia's Facebook. a wanderlust. Let me just drop this out like a wanderlust to travel. Like you, every every time you see her, she's somewhere. She's traveling. She's experiencing. She documents, you know, but it's all good. But it's okay to do that. And you're making it. That's who you are. That's your brand. So to but, be honest, I like social media. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm doing a minor in, in social media and in marketing. My God. And right now, I'm taking a class which is all about social media. Wow. Let me tell you, I've always loved social media mm-hmm. because I feel like just the fact that you can connect with someone who's right now in China or Spain. Like, we didn't have that in Cuba. Like, you have to go to la casa de Domiguito para poder hablar. Yeah. And now you can connect with people. Which mm-hmm. just, I just think that people, a lot of people have taken over social media just to do things that are not um, positive yeah, in some way. Yeah. Like, as long as you do something that helps the community, um, that contributes to, to, to make society a better place, then, hey, just go for it. That's it. Like, influencers and, and, and things, ¿sabe? ¿Cuántas veces yo no he visto gente en social media that have learned something? And I just look it up. Ay, mira, gracias no, a que yeah, escuché yeah. a Jordan B. Peterson, al podcast del, mm. del, del psychologist, I learned about the Bible. And I've never read the Bible before, mm-hmm. right? It's it, it just being willing to be educated. Mm-hmm. As long as you do that, That's you're true. building your legacy. That's true. Yeah, That's uh, we live in a wonderful right. times. Um, Social media is like a tool, just like a hammer. You can use it to build a house or you can use it to hit yourself in the finger with it. So <laughs> it's, your, it's your decision what to do. Um, let's close this out, guys. It's a yes. pleasure having you, Giraldo. Thank you gracias, so much, brother. Gracias, muchas gracias. Uh, it's the first, but it's definitely not going to be the last time we see no, each no, other no, and, no, no. and do this. And we got to go to each other at some point. Yeah, because we have to go to Jersey. Gracias. That's right. I know we are on production. And gracias. We out. That's right. Ponte pa' esto. Let's go.